The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. This play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Jiskler here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your day. It's beautiful weather outside today, like absolutely gorgeous in the 70s. Sun peeking out through those clouds. Hope you guys are enjoying a beautiful autumn day in Southeast Louisiana. Today's show is going to be a good one. We've got three uh, guests lined up. We'll talk some Monday Night Football. I'll get you some betting picks. But before we dive into the meat and potatoes of that, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, join us every Friday night for varsity football coverage. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. South Lafouche taking on Vanderbilt on Friday night on the road. And our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. So today, got a fun show lined up. In the next segment of the show, we're going to go out to Lafayette. We're going to have Dennis Skeens, the Cecilia head football coach on the line. Cecilia is one of the top teams in non-select Division II. We'll chat with Coach Gaines about some of the things his team is doing to get ready for the playoffs. Of course, elephant in the room, Dennis Gaines is the former head football coach at South Lafouche. We'll chat with him about some of the things his team is doing and some of the things that um, you know he misses the most about the body. I'm sure he's following the Tarpons pretty closely. At 12 noon, Brody Williams, South Lafouche boys basketball coach, will be on the line chatting about his team. Because, look, we've got week 10 of football, yeah, but we've also got basketball jamborees next week and then the start to the season and Thanksgiving week and everything in between. Like, basketball, now that we're officially November 1, basketball is going to be here in a blur before you realize it. Like, we're three weeks away from, like, the regular season there. And we've got our Terrebonne General Media Day next Wednesday over at the locker room out there, play-by-play will be there, and we'll be talking tons of basketball. That'll be happening, I believe, yeah, next Wednesday we'll be doing that. So we look forward to that. Speaking of Terrebonne General, we've got Stan Gravois at 12.15 who will be joining us for our Terrebonne General Tuesday. Stan will be chatting with us about who knows what. We'll be talking some football. We'll be talking some volleyball, LSU, Alabama. The Saints get a big win. Stan and I will be talking about all that. 
and much more. Then at the bottom of the show, I want to talk a little bit about Monday Night Football because the Bengals just continue to do a disservice to Joe Burrow. I mean, he walking wounds, he, he's going to get crippled on the field. Unfortunately, I hate to say it that bluntly, he just gets killed over and over and over again. Rough night for the Bengals last night, and I'm going to I'm going to offer some pointed thoughts on Cincinnati at the bottom of the show. Then we've got our betting picks to wrap up, and then we'll get out of here. Um, today, for those of you all who um, uh, subscribe to my Patreon today, I'm going to have some LCO football season review stuff. I'm going to talk to Coach Pokey and several players. I've been having that stuff ready for the last several days, but what happens is the patrons get charged on the first of the month. So whether you sign up, on the 30th of the month or the 1st of the month, you're getting charged again on the 1st of the month. I didn't want to double bill anybody, so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just release this on the 1st of the month. And that way, if it attracts any new subscribers, they'll get charged just once and it'll work out for everybody. So I, I didn't want to you know, think like I was conning anybody or anything like that. So we've got a bunch of middle school stuff. Drop it on the Patreon a little bit later today. So let's dive into this. I want to talk some volleyball because the volleyball playoff brackets came out yesterday, and we've got several local teams who have earned their way into the postseason. Remember, volleyball is ridiculously not split, uh, so there are just five brackets across the entire state. In Division One, Hanville's the number 16 seed. They're going to host number 17, Sulphur, in the opening round. That matchup will be played tomorrow at 5 o'clock. HL Bourgeois is the number 25 seed. They're going to travel across the state to take on number eight, Natchitoches Central, in the opening round. Then also in this bracket, we've got Terrebonne, who earned the number 15 seed, and the Lady Tigers are tomorrow going to host number 18, Ruston, at 530 over at their home facility out in Homa. Terrebonne, remember, every time we talked about volleyball early in the season, we talked about how it was a rough start to the year, and you know they're not playing well, and it's a struggle, and blah 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 blah. They start off one, two, three, four, five, six, one and six on the year, uh, three and nine on the year. That was a rough start for Terrebonne. They have since found their stride, and in the back end of the year, they have played beautiful volleyball. They've gotten so much better down the stretch, and now they earn that home match. They'll be taking on Rustin. With an opportunity, if they win, to very likely be taking on Mount Cornwall in the second round. Mount Cornwall's the number two seed opposite them. In Division Two, we've got a whole lot of local teams who have punched tickets in the postseason. Beginning with South Terrebonne, the number 21 seed, they're going to be traveling to take on Brobridge on Thursday. That matchup will be Thursday at 5 o'clock between the Lady Gators and Brobridge. Assumptions, one of the top teams in the entire state in Division Two. They're the number four overall seed. They'll be hosting number 29, Warren Easton, in the opening round tomorrow at 5.30. Also tomorrow, South Lafouche, the number 14 team in the state, will be hosting Ellender, number 19. So 14 versus 19, Lady Tarpons versus Lady Patriots. Um, that one will be at 7 o'clock tomorrow down the bayou, but it'll be at LCO. Remember, the Lady Tarpons are still you know, fighting gym issues or whatever. They've been playing most of their home matches at LCO. They will also be at LCO tomorrow. So the Lady Tarpons hosting a playoff match 7 o'clock tomorrow at LCO. And then also in that bracket, uh, let's see, uh, that rounds out our local teams in the bracket. I thought there was one more, but I guess I was mistaken. We dive now into Division Three, where there are also several local teams who are going to be competing for state championships. Lutcher's number 8. They'll be taking on number 25, Madison Prep. Berwick's number 21. They'll be traveling to take on number 12, Episcopal. 
Number three, E.D. White, one of the top dogs, one of the teams that has a very real shot of making it to the Pontchartrain Center and beyond. They're number three. They will be taking on number 30, Pearl River. That matchup will actually be today at 6 o'clock on campus. Um, Morgan City earned the number 23 seed. They'll be trying to take on Catholic of New Iberia tomorrow. Vanderbilt's the number 15 seed. They'll be hosting number 18, Iowa, tomorrow at 5 o'clock on campus. So the Lady Terriers get in and will be hosting an opening round matchup. So again, E.D. White playing today at 6 o'clock. Vanderbilt playing tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Both of those teams will be at home. And then we go to Division 5, where there are a couple of local teams who will both be at home. Uh, three local teams who will all be at home, sorry. Homa Christian's the number 16 seed. They will be hosting number 17, Hanson Memorial, in the opening round. So the Christian Warriors will get an opportunity to host an opening round matchup against Hanson. Then you got Central Catholic of Morgan City. They're the number three seed. They're going to be hosting MLK Charter tomorrow, 5 o'clock, out in Morgan City. Central Catholic will be hosting MLK Charter. A great opportunity to move on. They're the number three seed. They have an excellent chance to make it to the Pontchartrain Center and even maybe even go deeper than that. And then at the bottom of the bracket, you got CCA, the number 15 team in the state. They're going to be hosting Catholic of Point Coupee. That one will be today out at Covenant Christian. So 6 o'clock today. CCA will be hosting Catholic Point Coupe in a 15 versus 18 matchup. We wish nothing but the best of luck to our local volleyball teams. Those brackets came out yesterday, and I said to myself, you know what? We'd be remiss if we didn't let our local audience know where our local teams shook out. So to all of them, we wish them nothing but the best of luck, and hopefully there's a contingent of teams around the area that make the caravan trip out to the Pontchartrain Center to try to win the state championship. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a quick commercial break. When we get back out of this commercial break, we're getting the road trip out to Lafayette. We're going to Cecilia, which is just outside of Lafayette, and we'll have Dennis Gaines, their football coach, on the line. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KULEB. We go to the phone lines now, and we have our first coaching call-in guest of the day all the way out in southwest Louisiana. Welcome to our old friend Dennis Gaines, Cecilia football coach. Good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing fine, buddy. It's a fun time of the year because, you know, it's it's playoff time. There's one week left to the regular season. You guys have already pretty much punched your ticket in. You're going to be one of the better seeds in Division Two non-select. Playing some good ball. How are things going over for Cecilia so far this year, man? Man, not bad at all. I do miss my tarpons, though. I miss uh, that area. But, uh, no, football season's going well, and uh, everything seems, you know, uh, got one more to, to go this week, a pretty big game. So we're excited about that. But everything seems to be going well. Bro, I was looking at your schedule, and actually Stan and I were talking about this on the Saturday morning show, is that you guys are currently seated right now 11th. But – Man, I think you guys have as good a shot as anybody. You lose to Southside in a close one. They're one of the big dogs in Division One non-select. Then you lose to Opelousas close, and they're number one currently in Division Two non-select. Like on any given day, you got the win over Notre Dame, and like on any given day, man, you guys could could roll with anybody. I'm sure you got to be awfully confident about where your team's sitting right now. Yeah, you know, we had a, uh, you know, I'm I'm confident, of course, but I mean, you know me, I'm I'm, I'm kind of it's probably just a, a bad trait of mine. I'm always confident. Even when I shouldn't be, but uh, <laughs> they, they uh, no. But we, it's been a, it's been a good season, and we, we're certainly, uh, you know, we're we're not scared to go. You know, we're not scared to play anybody that's in the in the bracket, and uh, you know, but it's one of those brackets where probably nobody's scared to play us either. So, you know, it it, it should be a fun little tournament because I think uh, there's several teams that could win it. You got Iowa in the finale. I just pulled up their schedule. They've got a bunch of wins. They've got some quality wins. So this would be an opportunity to, A, test yourself before the postseason, but, B, opportunity to get a bunch of points and maybe improve your seeding as well. That is a really, really big game coming up for you all on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one, man. Uh, you know, these are the games. I tell that to the kids all the time. These are the fun ones. I mean, these are the ones that uh, high school football is all about, you know, uh, you know, winning winning a game, uh, you know, by a big score, you know, is fun. But you know, the the really fun ones are when there's a possibility that you lose, and it's a tight game, and you got to play all four quarters, and you got to play your best football to win. 
I mean, that's what high school football is all about. So uh, we've been blessed to have uh, several games like that this year. Um, of course, we've won some, and, and we also we lost a couple. So, um, you know, we got another one on Friday, so it's exciting, man. It's, uh, the weather's cool. It's that time of year. Uh, this is why you kind of work as hard as we work and uh, kind of reap the benefits of, of this time of the season. Tell me a little bit about your squad. What are some of the things that you guys do well? Just looking at it on the surface, it looks like an explosive offense. You guys have been scoring a bunch of points, but defensively, look pretty strong there as well. It's now four games in a row, giving up 21 or less. Looks like a, a team that's probably got a lot of athleticism, huh? Yeah, we've got, we, we do. Uh, you know, it's, it's similar to last year's team in that we lost our quarterback after week three, um, who was probably our best football player. Um, and then we had, uh, we ended up having to take our best receiver who, who's, uh, you know, going to probably play at the next level. Uh, and we had to move him to quarterback. So it's, it was one of those things where it's, he's not really a quarterback. Um, but, uh, and we lost probably our best weapon, but found a way to win. And, and this team's very resilient and, you know, just handling adversity and, all the things as, as coaches like to say, you know, but, uh, you know, having that, you know, being able to pick up and continue to be successful and continue to find a way to win uh, has been, you know, what I'm most proud of with this group just because they kind of keep getting up off the mat even when something, you know, something bad happens. You know, you like I said, two years in a row we lost the quarterback and, uh, you know, who was a huge part of, of our offense. And both years, we've been able to kind of rebound and, and continue to have success. You know, in doing some research for this interview, I was I was just kind of Googling and you know, checking some things out. Bro, you've been a head coach for a decade now, dude. Where the heck is the time wow. going, man? Like, I realize that, you know, you're still a young guy, but, bro, you're not like yeah. the youngest of the young guys anymore. You've been doing this a decade. Uh, I know, bro. Look, man, you got you to gotta stop saying that, bro. I feel <laughs> old, man. I feel like I just... I just got to Salvafouche not that long ago, you know, but yeah, it's been 10 years, which is crazy. Uh, I'm the second oldest guy on staff, which I, I tell the oldest guy, I'm like, the only reason I keep you around is so that I'm not the oldest. <laughs> so, you know, because uh, for so long I, I've been one of the younger ones, but uh, I guess, you know, that's what, that's what, how it goes. But yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a, longer than it seems you know it really doesn't seem that long since i i the first day i drove up to south lafouche you know uh where you know i i remember the first day i drove to south lafouche for the interview uh i parked and you know i was coming from new orleans and i drove all the way and you know i'm i was living in the city and then i drive all the way to cut off and i've never been there and i park and i First thing I said before I got out of the car was, I will never work here. <laughs> and then uh, because it was all the way, I was like, man, where are we? I, I don't know where I'm at. I'm at the end of the world. But, you know, uh, it's funny how God works because it became one of my favorite places to be. You know, just uh, the school and the community and how much they love football over there and uh, how when, when things are going right, it's just the greatest place uh, in the world. And when they're not going right, you still have the support of people in the community. And uh, this is such a great place, man. And uh, I really, really enjoyed my time there. I always, I know I always say that when I'm on with you, but you make me think about it all the time. You know, it's just a, uh, it's just a great place to work. And when people ask me, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, what kind of, how, how was the job at South LaFouche? That's the same thing I say, man, the job was awesome.
it was awesome. Very good look, and we loved having you, brother. Let, let me ask you about this. Uh, since you, you've moved on to Cecilia, a lot has changed in the association, bro. Now we've got this division one through four, select, non-select. Some people don't like it. I, well, heck, I haven't heard very many who are like, yeah, I really like that system. It kind of seems to be unpopular. What are your thoughts, man, as this is all unfolding? Man, you know, I've always been a proponent to keeping it together. I wish it was back together. Just, And that's probably the old school in me. That's how I, you know, it, it had always been for years. Uh, and the competitor in me wants to know that if I do uh, win it, that I that I won the whole thing, you know, and that, that we beat the everybody. But, um, you know, I know not everybody's kind of on that same page, and I know why, you know, uh, there's some people out there that do do it the wrong way, and um, you know, and, and so I can understand, and, and and it is frustrating. I've I've had a, you know, and I've only been a head coach, like you said, I've been a head coach ten years, but I probably had three or four kids who just blatantly were recruited and taken away, and, you know, and it's a very frustrating feeling. Uh, but you know, I I kind of like it all together. Just the the competitor in me, I think. <clears throat> If you're if you are for the split, then the way they're doing it right now is probably the most fair way as far as you know. Because it was always funny to me that it was like, all right, the private schools, all right, if you're private, you play over here. If you're public, you play over here. But in Lafayette, for years, if you had some kind of academy, a public school academy, then your kids could go wherever they wanted. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it was like, well, that's worse than I mean, Acadiana High School is a business. Uh, school well a lot of good football players wanted to go into business you know? <laughs> so they, they they would go to Acadiana and nothing would happen and then when I lived in New Orleans I mean y'all know that's just a, it's insane over there I mean everybody goes everywhere the poor West Bank it feels like they get all their kids stolen but it's it's one of those things where I was like this is what are we doing if we're gonna do the split you can't say that these these public schools aren't aren't taking kids away um uh, and it's only the private schools. So if you are for it, I think this is probably the most fair way to do it. Uh, I am personally, you know, not for it because – and and for no other reason than I'm stubborn. I did coach at private school for eight years. Uh, and I, I just the competitor in me. And, and maybe if we were together, I would never have a chance at winning one. And But if that's the case, then that's the case. But uh, – you know, I'd like to have it all together just because I'd want to compete against the best. I think I might have misspoke a second ago. You guys play on Thursday against Iowa, right? Yes, we do. It was on the schedule for Friday, but it, uh, he had called me at the beginning of the season and told me that with the ref shortage, we had to play on Thursday. Okay, so tell me about that. What are some of the keys to victory? What are some things you guys got to do well to try to take care of that one and get your eighth win of the season? Man, they have a really good uh, tailback quarterback, uh, you know, who can run. Uh, they're a big run football team, and, and they're going to try to control the clock. And, uh, you know, the, you watch them on film, it's all these, you know, 10, 15 play drives. And then, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of what they did to uh, Brock and them at St. Louis last week. You know, they had a couple 12 to 15 play drives and, and just kept the other offense off the field. Uh, so I think the key is, is we're going to have to get them in some – situations you know first down is going to be a big down because um you know where they want to live is in as on second and six or second and, and you know four or whatever uh so they can just keep running the football and just keep 
being creative on on uh, how to get the you know just to slowly move down the field. So I think first down is a big down. Just making sure that we're we're getting them in a situation where they're not comfortable. You know, a second and ten for them is not comfortable. You know, they 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 don't want to be there. So um, that's that's the key for a defense and for offense. We just gotta we gotta play mistake free football as best we can. You know, obviously you never be a hundred percent there, but try not to put the ball on the ground, let them make mistakes and, you know, just be themselves. Uh, we have some pretty scary guys when they get the ball in their hands. Uh, so as long as we're kind of just not making those big mistakes, I think offensively we'll be fine. Very good. Coach, thanks so much for the time. And look, man, I promise you with the Tarpons not making the postseason every Friday during the playoffs, the first score I will be checking with seeing how you guys did, man. Take care. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Uh, good to hear from you, all I miss my Tarpons, man. Take care, brother. Good luck. All right. All right. Thanks. There's Coach Dennis Skeens with Cecilia doing a great job. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, they've got a shot. They're currently number 11, which would lean you to say, oh, man, you know, they're going to make it to the second round. And No. This is a team that lost to Southside, which is one of the best 5A schools in the state. They lost him 35-33. to This is a team that lost to Opelousas, the number one team in Division II non-select right now, 21-16. And before we got on the air with Dennis, I was just kind of talking to him during the commercial break, and he said, man, we had them both. You know, I wish we had those back. They could run with anybody. They could run with anybody. I think they're going to beat Iowa on Thursday, improve their seed a little bit, and they're going to be a nightmare matchup. They're not someone that you want to face in Division II non-select. They're not someone that you want to face. I would favor them over a lot of these other teams that are currently ahead of them. Iowa's number three right now in Division II non-select, so it'll be a great measuring stick and a great opportunity for Cecilia to show, hey, we're we're near the top and we're one of the best teams in this thing. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brody Williams, South Lafouche men's basketball coach. Ch- chatting with him about a little football, but also a little basketball here on KLEB. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market feels like home. There are a lot of reasons Tanner McGee spent the last seven years fighting for families in the legislature. But there are three that stand above the rest. Julia, Grace, and Kate. As a father of triplet girls, Tanner believes the most important things we can give our children is a loving home and a safe community. That's why he served in the legislature and why with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge our families can depend on. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Play-by-play is going on the road. Next Wednesday, we're going to Terrebonne General Media Day. We'll be at the locker room. We'll be chatting basketball with all the local basketball coaches in our area. But first, let's get a little sneak peek over at South Lafourche. We have their men's basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams, on the line now. Brody, good afternoon, buddy. How's it going? Going good, Casey. How you doing? Good, man. Basketball practice has started for a little bit now, and you, you guys are waiting on your football guys, but you still got some guys that are working hard on the floor getting ready for the year. How have practices been over in Tarpenland, bro? Oh, they've been pretty good, you know. I mean, uh, still waiting, you know, to get our gym up and running. I know they, you know, they're working hard to get that that done. But you know, going back and forth from Crosby, Tugs, I want to shout out them again. Same thing as last year, giving us the opportunity to use their gym and Galleon Elementary. Uh, you know, they've been gracious enough to help us to use their gym. But one thing we uh we focused on I had to talk to the guys a lot about is, you know, you control how you play. It doesn't matter where you play. You know, you control your energy you bring to practice every day. And I thought, uh, you know, I think for the most part we're bringing that energy. Some days better than the others. But uh, I think they got starting to get the itch, just like, you know, uh, us and the coaching staff, how we, we're starting to get that itch to start basketball season. So I think we're ready. They've been practicing really hard. And uh, uh, we've been bringing the energy. So hopefully – Next week when we play in the Jamboree, we'll, we'll see the results. It's year one, and I know it's going to be a little bit awkward, especially early, to not you know see Coach Colley on the sidelines or at practice or whatever it may be. But now it's your show, and I'm sure you've got you know your own flavor that you want to bring to, to the, the program. How's that transition been so far in your first couple of weeks officially in the gym getting after it? Yeah, it's been, like you said, it's been it's, it's a little weird. As you know, Coach Colley's been here, and he, he established a great program. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, everything I know at the high school level of basketball, I mean, I do research here and there. And, you know, I do a good bit of research reading and stuff. But a lot of what we do, uh, you know, is what Coach Colley established, you know, years ago and what he, what I've learned from him in my past, you know, five, six years coaching with him. Um, 
So it's going to be a lot of the same same stuff. You know, we're still going to work, play extremely hard. We're going to try to focus a lot on defense, you know, play very patient and um, and fundamental on offense, try to get the ball inside, try to get to the foul line. Um, nothing, you know, not, nothing new schematically really. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, why why fix something that ain't broken? We had success with it, you know, with the uh, the personnel we got. That's that's just the way we have to play to really uh, succeed, and that's something I've always believed in. That's a big reason why I, you know wanted to be an assistant coach for Coach Collie. It's something I believed in when I was a player. Something I believe in now. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit strange you not know, having him there and him, you know, and, and watching him do it and, and follow him. It's being weird having to step up in those shoes, but uh, it's been fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, continuing to do it. Brody, it's almost like a blessing and a curse. The blessing is that you've got the best player in the area coming back in Brandon Daniels. The curse of it is that everybody else in the area knows you've got Brandon Daniels and they're going to be scheming and trapping and double teaming. And how do you stress to him the importance of being patient? Because, Brody, there are going to be some games where the opponent's plan is going to be BJ's not scoring. And then, then they're going to create advantages for other players that, who are going to be open because they're going to be unguarded because BJ's going to be being doubled or boxing one or whatever it may be. How do you stress to him, hey, bro, just let the game come to you. Don't try to do too much. Yeah, I think, you know, a big part of that is having trust in your teammates. And uh, he's going to have, you know, some other guys are going to have to step up. And they're gonna, he's going to have to lean on some of them other guys. You know, Nick Coleman, Jacob Curo, uh, Hayden Colley, uh, Austin LaFont, Jarvis. Um, some of them guys, that, that they're going to need to come in and, even the guys off the bench, you know, might have to come in and get some good minutes. He he got to understand that even if he's not scoring, he's a he's like if he, whether he wants it or not, he's a leader in the team, and people look up to him. If he does a cheap foul or or wants to get out of the game, it, it can change the whole momentum of a game. So he needs to know, you know, it's true team basketball at that point. And I, I think that's the beauty of of what we do at South, the system that Coach Collie established, you know, and that we're going to continue to do. Um, it, it's it's really team oriented, so it doesn't matter if one guy scores or not. If we win as a team, then of course that's what the ultimate goal is. Uh, I think one way I can, he can get, you know, more touches is, is on the defensive end. You know, if he plays defense and gets a, a steal in the fast break, you know, that that's an easy way he can get touches and, and, and scores. So uh, he might not get it in the half court, but if he plays, you know, plays his butt off on defense. He can get some opportunities to uh, get some looks at the basket. And, you know, just trying to keep him level-headed and, and understand that it's bigger than just him. It don't matter if he scores 20 or 10. We're trying to just get a or, or five. You know, we're trying to just get a, a W for, for the Tarpons. So let's talk about this, man. I know that you guys would have loved to have this big, long football season where you guys went multiple rounds in the playoffs. So that's not going to be the case. So that means on Monday or Sunday or whenever you guys get together – as a basketball club, you guys are going to have everybody back pretty early. You know, your first action is going to be at that Thanksgiving tournament. You're going to have two whole weeks of work with everybody. That's a luxury that not a lot of teams have. I'm sure that, you know, while you would have loved to still be out there football-wise for basketball, it's an opportunity to maybe hit the ground rolling. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, absolutely. I would love to to be, you know, going deep in the playoffs and football. That's always fun, you know. But as the head basketball coach side of me, like you said, I mean, we at least gonna have time to, you know, at least get not even get the scheme in, just get the guys' legs back underneath them, get their shot back a little bit. You know, Thibodeau tournament's gonna be right around the corner. I mean, it's coming quick, and 
I know some of the teams there are not going to have all their guys, you know, so we might have an opportunity to get some, some early wins against some teams that might eventually win some big games when they get their football guys back. Um, we might, you know, we might be lucky enough to sneak a few wins or even win all of them. Um, and that's going to help us in the long run with power points. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to be going deep in the playoffs as a football coach, but as a basketball coach, it's definitely a, like you said, a luxury to have them guys coming back early. Got the jamboree next week. What are some things that you're looking to see there? I know that, you know, the result winning and losing is not going to count, but what are some of the things that you're going to want to see there to let you know, Hey, we've made some progress and we're heading in the right direction. Uh, effort, energy, and, and playing defense. That's, that's the three big focal points. Uh, I'm going to stress to the team. Okay, really good. Let's talk some football now, man. You guys got one matchup left against Vanderbilt Catholic. The Tarpons are two and seven on the year. Uh, the Terriers are, are in a position where they got to win to try to make it in. Um, man, it's been it's been rough this year football wise. It feels like you know it's just been death by a thousand paper cuts, right? Battle some injuries at times, some small mistakes at times, you know, penalties, and then there was snapping issues early in the year. Like it was just hard to put it all together this year. And I think that at the end of the day. What a lot of that comes down to, Burgess, just, just was a young football team, and it showed at times. Yeah, I think, you know, our inexperience definitely showed. I think, you know, as coaches, I mean, I'll talk about from my perspective. I know I need to do a better job of maybe relaying the message, the, the full team message to the younger guys. And, and really, you want to play away, you know. that You never should be satisfied. You should always be competing because one guy might get injured or two guys might get injured, and all of a sudden, you're next up in line. And, um, you know, I look going into the you know this last week and into the off season. I know that one thing I need to get better at is, as a coach is, is is involving everybody in practice and getting everybody better. You know, and I think that's something that we can all do. You know, player development, develop the the kids more, and you know, it's only going to make us better. The young guys play, and you know, hopefully, I you know we tell them in JV, don't get discouraged. You know, you, you know, you you young, you're playing against some tenth eleven graders. That's that's different. When, uh, that, that's tough, you know. Whenever you're going to get older, you're going to see the benefits, you know. Hopefully, we'll have uh, a lot of experience in there about we won't make those little knick-knack mistakes. And, you know, we get stronger in the weight room. Uh, we get mentally tougher, things like that. I think that we're, uh, you know, we're going to have a bright future. But we just can't have them guys get discouraged and, and leave the program or quit because they didn't win this year. You know, we got to make sure that they understand, you know, all the work you're doing now is going to benefit you later on down the road. You touched on something there that I want to actually elaborate on, the weight room, bro, and especially with you boys up front. You guys got to get stronger, man, because there were times where, you know, the kids were blocking hard. They just didn't have the physical strength to move the guy in front of them over the next several months. I'm sure that's going to be a big point of emphasis. We got to add a little more muscle to those guys' biceps, triceps, legs, and everything beyond. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, especially up front, the game's won. I mean, we know at every level the game's won up front, defensively and offensively. Um, we definitely need to get in the weight room and, 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 and build not only, you know, the main lift, squat, bench, all those, but core strength I think is a big deal, you know, getting our core strong. And um, I think if we get in the weight room and we, we, we you know, bust it hard and we take it serious and we, and we go full tilt and we increase our numbers, I think that's only going to lead to more confidence on the football field. So. Uh, definitely going to be a big uh, a big point of emphasis. What are some of the things you've seen with Vanderbilt before we let you go as the last opponent? Um, I've, I've seen them a couple times this year. I think there'll be some opportunities offensively. What are some of the things you guys are seeing on film? 
Yeah, defensively, they you know they're not as talented up front as they were last year. Just physical strength, but they definitely uh, they well coached. You know, they you could tell they shoot their hands. You know, in the secondary, same thing. They they're gonna play their assignment. They might not be quite as uh, you know as talented as last year's group. They might be young as well. I know offensively, they they lean a lot on Coleman. I mean, of course, he's one of the top backs in the country. He's super fast, and he's gonna cause some problems like he did every team. Uh, like you said, offensively, I think we'll be able to move the ball on them. I think we'll be able to, you know, have some success. But again, it's—I uh, <clears throat> don't think they're going to make many mistakes. So, if we make silly mistakes, then it's going to be a long night. If we don't, I think we'll be able to, uh, you know, be successful in offense. Sounds like a winner, buddy. Thanks so much for the time, man. All right, Casey. Thank y'all. Yep, that is Birdie Williams with South Lafouche basketball doing a very good job. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of this break, we're going to Stan Grava. It's Tuesday. It's our Terrebonne General Tuesday, and we'll have Stan in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafouche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufreenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Next Wednesday, not tomorrow, but eight days from now, we're taking the show on the road. We're going to Terrebonne General Media Day for basketball. We're going to be chatting with the basketball coaches around the area, out in the locker room. We cannot wait to give you that broadcast next Wednesday. But it's Tuesday today. That means it's our Terrebonne General Tuesday. We've got Mr. Stan Gravois on the line. Stan, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good, Casey. Happy to be here. Absolutely, man. It's week 10 of the high school football season, and teams are in one of three positions. They're either playing for momentum for next year, playing to try to get in, or playing to try to improve their seeding. We've got some teams locally that are kind of scattered amongst the three spectrums. We'll start off with the Ellender Patriots and the Thibodeau Tigers. Both are in situations where they're trying to play to get in. And I thought thought it was very interesting is that Hunter Bauer with Go Preps releases his almost like bracketology, right? Where he kind of figures out who's going to win and who's going to lose based on what he thinks and kind of relays what he thinks the bracket's going to end up being. I thought it was interesting. In Division One, non-select, he didn't have Thibodeau making the playoffs. Chris and those guys are kind of really on the fence, and there's a very real chance they might finish at number 29, whereas Ellender stand is in a situation where they have to win to get in. They've got to beat Lutcher. Yeah, there's no doubt that Ellender has to beat Lutcher. And even with that, I don't know how high it gets you, but you would have to imagine with the kind of record that Lutcher has, it's going to drag Ellender up there. The problem is, is you got to beat Lutcher, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Same thing with Thibodeau, except that you would expect that Dra- Destraham would drag you along. Interesting note, I-, I didn't realize this until earlier this morning. In all of Division One, non-select and select, Destrahan is the only undefeated team. Wow. I-, I did not think that we would get to a day and age wherein our highest division or our highest classification you know, we would have just one team with a perfect record. Usually you have a few. If you go down to Division Two in the public school setting, there's quite a few who have uh, undefeated records. So that being said, it sort of goes against what was put out by Go Preps because it, it sort of favors, if, if you will, Chris Dugas. Because he's saying even if I lose to Destrahan, I may have enough pull to get in there. And, boy, it looks like he would be right. Of course, I'm not a mathematician, and I don't understand everything that goes into the way the points work these days. But that being said, it is a little odd that that happened that way where, you know, go preps who I, I you know, listen. I mean, that guy knows what he's doing, too, right? <laughs> so, uh I would imagine that's a situation where he's pretty much mapped it all out. Let's talk a little bit about E.D. White. They got a huge win out in southwest Louisiana on Friday night. Now they're taking on St. James. 
And look, they're in a great spot because they're number four right now, but they're just narrowly behind the teams that they're chasing. They're taking on a, a St. James team with a bunch of wins. De La Salle, who's just above them at number three, they're taking on a four-win opponent. St. Thomas Moore's taking on Lafayette Christian. That's a game that they just might lose. And Turling's Catholic uh, on, on Friday night is taking on, let's see, they're taking on a four-win team. Stan, this is a situation where if E.D. White wins and beats St. James and gets a little schedule help, they could be the number one team in the state going into the playoffs in Division Two. That's a very real possibility. Yeah, the points are at a premium in that one, both for St. James and for E.D. White, obviously. The one thing we sort of wonder is the injury situation with E.D. White. Can they overcome that? You're playing another quarterback. Now, what I understand is, is the quarterback they have now, the Gidry kid, is a kid who was competing to be the starting quarterback at the beginning of this year. So I don't think that they feel like that's much of a drop-off. I'm going to tell you what I think essentially becomes a drop-off for E.D. White. Paxton LaFont, the wide receiver, yeah. he was a big kid, and there's somewhere along the line where E.D. White's going to have to throw the ball. And that guy was a playmaker. He's a guy who could go up and get it if it was a jump ball. He's a guy who... I just think he was a good route runner. I think he was a good guy blocking downfield. I think he could be a big loss. And then remember, they didn't play Aiden Claymore last week, who is obviously one of the best defensive linemen in our area. So I think if they get him back this week, you'll have Gidry in line because at least he got some reps last week in, in their big game out in West Louisiana. Uh, it, it, it's interesting the way this is all kind of sort of playing out. I don't care if you're ranked above St. Thomas Moore or above Turlings or above whoever the powers may be, there's like seven or eight teams at the top. And whether you play them at home or not, now obviously you would love to play them at home. It ain't going to be easy. right? I mean, that's just flat out, it ain't going to be easy. To think that Lafayette Christian, who was pretty much dominating all these years, is all of a sudden realizing that if you have to play Turlings Catholic once in a year, well, that's you know, that's winnable. If you have to play St. Thomas more once in a year, mm, that's winnable. But when you get in a district where everybody's like that, you know, and now it is St. Thomas more, now it is Turling Catholic. And, you know, the uh, other teams that are from that area, the Cecilia's who are always going to be good, the Acadiana's who are always going to be good. It's not easy for that team, and they're finding out it's a little bit tough. So, uh, when it comes to playoff time, I think there are all those teams that understand how to do it. So, again, just because University moved out of that that, that bracket with with E.D. White, I still think it's going to be really tough going forward. Stan, there's a di- the district that you're talking about right now has St. Thomas Moore, Turlings, Lafayette Christian, and Westgate are all in the same district. Man, talk about, you know, Poor North Vermilion and poor Northside. <laughs> they might very well have good football teams for all we know, but they're playing the creme de la creme every single week. My God, what a district. Yeah, I didn't even realize Westgate was in that district. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Remember, that's a state champion from last year, right? Yep. So, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, if you're E.D. White, if you're Vanderbilt Catholic, who are our two local teams that play in Division Two select, it's never going to be easy at the top. Uh, the lower end of it has gotten better, quite honestly, because you and I both remember the days where the lower end of Division Two was teams like 
and no offense against these schools, but they just couldn't match up. You, you Thomas Jeffersons and your Haynes Academies and schools like that. That's not even what that's like anymore down there at the bottom. You got some public schools that have moved into Division Two Select that are very good. So it, it's not going to be easy. It, it's going to be real interesting. And I think maybe the big school I left out of all of this equation was Warren East, and I think they're in Division Two. You may know better than I do, Casey. But all that being said, it, it's it's just not going to be easy for E.D. White. you got to be playing your best football at the right time, which I don't doubt that they are. But you also got to get lucky with the injuries. And unfortunately for E.D. White, I understand it's pretty much been a mash unit there for the second half of the year. Thankfully, Warren Easton is in Division One select, so that won't be an issue for E.D. White and crew. That just adds another team to what is a ridiculous bracket on that Division One select side. Um, let's talk some volleyball. And we mentioned a couple shows ago when we had you on that we were going to have a, a ton of local teams making it, and we do. We have 10. But we also mentioned that we have a lot of local teams who are going to be underdogs, and that's exactly the case. We've got a handful of teams hosting here and there, but with the exception of E.D. White and Assumption, we don't have very many like teams that are going to be favored to punch that ticket to the Cajun Dome um, for the volleyball playoffs. Looks like one of those situations where we've got a bunch of teams competing, but we also got a bunch of teams that are playing with house money the rest of the way as well. Yeah, even you know, consider E.D. White. Now listen, on anybody out there in the state of Louisiana would love to be the number three seed. But for E.D. White, that's a little low. You know, usually they go in at number one and number two, so that's even a little low for them. I find that most of our schools are, are sitting around that, that 15 on down area. Now, there are a lot of teams that get in for volleyball. I, I, I know down here we sort of take volleyball for granted. We do play it very well. But when you consider the northern part of the state does not play volleyball very much. I mean, when you go to the Pontchartrain Center, it's usually the southern part of the state. The You know, you, you'll get the Lake Charles area and you'll get the Lafayette area. But as you start getting up towards Shreveport and Monroe, you just don't see the kind of teams that you're going to see in the southern part of the state. As a matter of fact, a lot of those schools just don't play it at all. So you're right. We are going to have a lot of teams in. Unfortunately, a lot of teams, even in the first round, are going to be on the road. I know, you know, Terrebonne's going to be at home. I think CCA, for the first time in their history, is actually going to have a home game. But they're sitting at 15, so they'll be playing pretty good competition in the first round because they just didn't get that high enough seed to, to get it any higher. Vanderbilt Catholic is going to be at home, but if I'm not mistaken, they're like right around 15 or whatever the case may be. So, no, I, I agree with you 100%. It's not like anybody is outstanding, and we know that somebody's going to be playing for a state championship. But, but I also think that maybe we play pretty good here, and some of our programs have become, uh, a.k.a. the Blue Bloods in volleyball, and when it comes playoff time, maybe they can make something happen. Very good. Um, Stanless talks some LSU. The Tigers are taking on Alabama as the big showdown matchup. Winner will likely win the SEC West. Um, the Tigers, speaking of playing with house money, that's where LSU is, man. You lose the opener, and everybody's kind of forgetting about you. You get clobbered by Tennessee, and everybody's forgetting about you again. But LSU's played much better since then. Um, heck, you know, I think it would be such a, an added bonus if you were able to win, but I, I'm not expecting it. Um, what are your thoughts as LSU's taking on Alabama in Death Valley with an opportunity to maybe win the SEC West? 
Yeah, I don't know how you feel about this, but obviously this has been the game where LSU's always had the open day going into the Alabama game, and obviously Alabama has the same sort of respect because it's their open date going in. And when I say both those teams have the same respect, I, I don't know if the SEC schedules this. I don't know if the schools schedule it. But whatever the case may be, <laughs> I do wish that this year more than any other year, LSU wouldn't have had an open week. I wish, I wish just coming off of the high they had against Ole Miss, the way they were playing, the way they felt about themselves, the way we all felt about them, started getting some things together and the fact that you don't get to sit around and think about Alabama you just go out and you play I wish that would have happened this year I, I would feel and I'm fairly confident but I'd feel a lot more confident and when I say I'm confident I'm like you I don't expect you know if these two teams went out and played 10 times I think LSU could win at three maybe four but pro- let, let's stay with three but you know what? There's times where I didn't think LSU could win one out of ten, so uh, I'm a lot happier with that. No, I just wish they would have sort of kept rolling. The other thing is, is when you look at the other side of it, heck, Alabama gets to sit around and game plan for LSU, and you got Nick Saban, you know, and he's still one of the best, whether you like him or dislike him, so that's a little tough. The other thing is, is that, a lot of times, I, I think when you go in that game, especially like last year where LSU was competitive in that game, I don't think Alabama thought there was any big, you know, reason to get all, you know, their, their panties in a bunch about the game. I think this year, I think they understand that they have to get some things together and they need a statement game. And that's what worries you just a little bit. Because that quarterback who about a year and a half ago I was saying, is he really that good? I saw him a couple of times this year, and then I saw him a couple of games where he couldn't play or he wasn't playing very much. And I thought, man, he is the difference maker. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, I hope this is not one of those games where Alabama thinks they have to sort of flex their muscle, and I hope that LSU could stop it. You know, one of the interesting things is that, you know, after the Ole Miss game in between, well, actually it was last week during the bye week, they asked Brian Kelly about the fans running on the field. And, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, it's good to see, you know, students having fun. And, you know, that that's cool. And I don't discourage that. And then he paused and he said, but we're going to beat a whole lot of top 10 teams here. So, like, get used to that. Like, we don't want this to be a surprise. We don't want this to be a flukish feeling. Then on Monday, he's like, hey, you know, I came to LSU to play in and coach in and win these types of games. Like, this is not anything that's shocking all for him. And I thought that a lot of fans coming in, they always wanted to point at the record against top 10 teams. I always wanted to point back that he was an underdog in almost every one of those games. So that's why he lost a bunch of them. This is not something that is going to feel too big for Coach Kelly, I don't think. This is why he made the move from South Bend to Baton Rouge. No, I agree. I agree. It's sort of like been there, done that, and let's be that way going forward. It is nice to see see LSU's crowd get excited about things. The fact is, is that if you went into Tiger Stadium, say, 20 years ago, and it was a big game, it it was packed, and it was packed all the way to the end. We sort of live in a day and age where you could find a game anywhere on your telephone, on your television, whatever the case may be. And a lot of times, the stadiums are not quite as packed as what they were in the past. So when you lost that kind of edge is the only way I know how to describe it. 
it's fun. It's fun when you're becoming relevant again. Look at Tennessee, man. Tennessee was so down in the dumps for so many years, and that's why it's so exciting, I'm sure, for the fans in Knoxville, because you understand it's not easy, and it's not always easy to get there. I think Brian Kelly's trying to say, let's make this easy. Let's make us be one of these teams. Let's make us, you know, that relevant team. And I agree that he's laying the foundation to do it. I know we talk about it every week, and I think he is. And I think probably no matter what happens in this Alabama game, Again, LSU's going in the right direction. You just hope they could come out, play pretty well. I think we all want them to be really relevant really quick, you know, <laughs> and that's sort of the society we live in. But I'm also at the point now where I can just sit back and say, it's okay. This year I, I didn't expect some of the things I saw, and I'm, I'm very happy with that. I can only imagine how it's going to be in the future. That's it. One caveat that just bothers me a little bit is that with this transfer portal, with NIL deal, with things like that, it worries me of what a team is going to look like from year to year in a building process. It's how do you build in the future and how you maintain in the future. And uh, no, no matter what the case is, I do think that Brian Kelly sort of understands that and will have a game plan. Much like a toxic girlfriend, the New Orleans Saints, where everybody was ready to quit them, everybody was ready to give up and move on, and then they show what they're capable of doing. They got a 24 to nothing win against Las Vegas. Defense dominates a very good offense. Offense plays ball control, keeps possession of the ball. Everybody, myself included, was ready to completely slam the door, and then they show us this. And now you're heading into matchup with the Ravens. Heading into a critical stretch where you've got some big games coming up, the 49ers, the Rams, the Bucks again. So it's going to be tough, but New Orleans, at least for one Sunday, showed us, hey, man, like we could still play pretty well when we're focusing, when we're locked in. Yeah, that was one of those games where I was kind of hoping late in the game, like the Raiders would make a little run just so we could save some of these shutouts for another day. You know, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I really don't. And I would have expected the Raiders to be a little bit more, I don't know what even what the word is. I, I just thought they were going to give a little bit more pushback in this one, and they didn't. And I assume that's, you know, a credit to the Saints. The one thing I did think was, is these two teams playing each other, both obviously with two wins on the season, needed something good to happen. And I thought whoever won this one had the opportunity to go forward and Whoever lost this one was done. Well, I'm glad it was the Saints. Did I expect it to be 24 to nothing? It's hard to shut out a team in the NFL. I mean, like, virtually impossible. So that being said, kudos to the Saints, man. Uh, you know, Dennis Allen probably gets a little reprieve right here, and, and obviously he should. Uh, the way they did things was very, very impressive. And for anybody who was wondering who should start at quarterback, I don't, I don't think we have that discussion going on anymore because Andy Dalton played extremely well. And then you consider that they didn't play with a bunch of the studs, right? The stars, well, I don't know, define stud, right? But <laughs> those guys who, those guys who, you know, are supposed to lead them to the promised land. So very impressive. By the way, you know. Alvin Kamara flexing his muscles was very impressive on, on Sunday. No doubt. Look, man, I mentioned this yesterday. I'm going to ask you if you agree. 
I think Monday night against the Ravens is by far the biggest game of the season because, look, just think about it. And close your eyes in a vacuum. If I tell you, okay, a football team is four and five, you're thinking, okay, let's win a couple. Let's get above 500. Let's get a little momentum. It feels attainable. It feels doable. Then if I tell you a football team is three and six, it's like, oh, we've got to win three games in a row just to get to 500, and that's hard to do. It just feels like schematically, like they have to get this one Monday, keep that momentum rolling. But I think the difference between four and five and three and six, even though it's just one game, is huge in a vacuum. Oh, sure it is. Sure it is. Listen, we could go back to the old cliche that the biggest one is the next one. And I agree with that to a certain extent, but not like this. I agree. You know, you sitting there with three wins, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that it's really tough. And this one certainly is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination because I think the Ravens have had that ample time to get ready for this one too. And so it's going to be tough for the Saints. But, Again, whatever that mojo was that happened on Sunday, if they could sort of carry that, and Dennis Allen sort of feels like they can, I think it could be a good day for the Saints. Not an easy one, but a good day for the Saints. Partner, thanks so much for the time. I'll see you on, or we'll talk on Saturday, and then I'll definitely see you on Wednesday, brother. Thanks so much. Sounds good, Casey. Thanks. Everybody have a great week. Yep, you too. That is Stan Gravel with our Terrebonne General Tuesday, doing a great job as always. Look forward to hearing from Stan every Tuesday, then also every Saturday. Then we'll be at their place on Wednesday. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk some Monday Night Football. Boy, that that oh, that got me riled up. Let's catch a break on play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. It's the Black Friday sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. And welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justler here. Enjoying ourselves on this Tuesday. We've got some Monday Night Football to talk about, and then we'll get to our betting picks at the bottom of the show. Whew, last night was rough. Last night was a rough night. Um, the Bengals fell 32-13 to over the Browns. Tough night. Not a great showing. Um, Joe Burrow and crew... Just didn't have much mojo. Just didn't have much vibe. Just didn't have much spirit. Um, they got their butts kicked from start to finish. Up front, at the line of scrimmage, uh, it was not pretty. It was not a great night for Cincinnati, and they fall flat 32-13 to against the Cleveland Browns. Now, where we're going to talk about this now is, is going to be in regards to Cincinnati. The Bengals are 4-4. Four and four. They made the Super Bowl last season. And it's been a rough go for the Bengals. Um, Burrow on the season is twenty, or excuse me, on the season 
is, let me tell you the stats, my bad. I was reading you last night's stats. He, for the season, is 211 of 305. That's 69% completion, 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. And it was mind-boggling to me last night as I was scrolling through my news feed on Twitter, seeing that there is a contingent of Cincinnati fans who are literally like blaming Joe Burrow for the Bengals' mishaps, who are blaming Joe Burrow for the struggles that Cincinnati's having, that are saying that Joe Burrow is um, regressing, that saying that Joe Burrow is, is part of the problem, saying that Joe Burrow is the reason why the Bengals are struggling and are not playing well. Folks, this couldn't be farther from the truth. <laughs> Joe Burrow had little protection last year, right? I think we all understand that. His offensive line wasn't very good. Didn't have great protection. His protection has gotten worse somehow. In 16 games last year, Burrow got sacked 51 times. This is nice, even math for you all. In eight games, he's gotten sacked 29 times. You do the math. What's 29 times to 58? He's on pace to get sacked more this year than he got sacked last year. More. And then when you look at the numbers, aside from that, he's on pace to have 422 completions, which is way more than last year. He's on pace to have as many yards as last year. He's on pace to have the same amount of touchdowns as last year. He's on pace to have less interceptions than last year. Joe Burrow's playing better this year than he did last year with less support than he had last year. If you want to look at the reasons why the Bengals are losing, you could start in a couple of areas. A, their offensive coaches, Zach Taylor and, and those folks out there, they're not doing a great job diversifying this offense. The Bengals give me physical pain to watch play. They're the most annoying team to me to watch play in the entire NFL. In the entire NFL. They either throw bombs down the field, which take a long time to develop and which it leads to part of the reason why Burrow gets sacked so often. Or they just say, to hell with it. We can't protect Burrow. We're just throwing a screen, like a screen at the line of scrimmage, a little dink and dunk screen. Both are very predictable. Both are very inefficient. And the Bengals don't have a great semblance of a short, intermediate passing game. Like, none. And I think that's unfortunate. And I think that's a disservice to Burrow. The next thing that we could look at, Cincinnati's defense isn't particularly any good either. They gave up 26 to the Saints, 32 last night to Cleveland. Like, they've regressed there on that side. They gave up 23 to the Steelers in the opener. Cooper Rush beat them. They're not playing as well on that side of the ball either as they used to. Then the last part of it is, and I hate to even admit this because I am a guy who roots for the Bengals. I want the Bengals to do well. Elephant in the room, folks. The Bengals were kind of just getting lucky last year. No one in the world thought that Cincinnati was the best team in the AFC last year. They squeaked by Las Vegas in the first playoff game, kind of got lucky there. Then you know, squeaked by Tennessee, then squeaked by Kansas City. 
They were kind of the team of destiny. And for Cincinnati fans to legitimately, with a straight face, say that Joe Burrow's regressing and that this is part of the reason, blah, 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 get, give me a break. Give me a break. This is this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. It's ridiculous to think that Cincinnati is going to not be in good hands with one of the best young quarterbacks in the entire NFL. You're the Bengals. You're not Alabama football and college football where if you win, if you don't win one year, you feel like you're entitled to win the next. You're the Bengals. You've never won anything ever. And the fact that you're trying to bite the hand off that the only hand that's ever fed you in in the history of of your time in the sport it's just ridiculous, man. You almost won the Super Bowl last year. And it, it, it all goes back to what I said a couple weeks ago, right? I said this a couple weeks ago. Joe Burrow is too good for that organization. This is the Bengals we're talking about here. They're not going to do him right. It was the same concerns that we had about Cincinnati as LSU fans when he got drafted there. Are they going to put a good system in place and surround him by the right things and the right people and everything of the sort to allow him to succeed? The answer, unfortunately, to that, I think, is no. They say they're going to fix the offensive line in the offseason. They get Lyle Collins, who's terrible. He has not fixed anything. They spend a couple of you know draft picks. They get guys who are not moving the needle. The Bengals are what they are. And Burrow proved last year that he's good enough to overcome a lot of that. But over long stretches and long periods of time, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very, very tough. For Joe, it's going to be very tough for Cincinnati. It's going to be tough for everybody involved to try to overcome some of the roster deficiencies that they have. It was painful watching Monday Night Football last night, but the Browns beat the hell out of the Bengals. Burrow's getting sacked over and over and over again. When he's not getting sacked, he's getting hit. It's tough to watch. And every hit just leaves you wondering, is this going to be the last one? Is he going to get up? Because he took a bruising. I just don't know how many more hits like that he's got left to take. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'll give you our betting picks, then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, I am Rebecca Robichaud. I am a native of Lafouche Parish, born in Thibodeau. I am an attorney. My law office is on Bayou Lafourche in Raceland. I have been practicing law for 40 years. I have been a tough advocate for all my clients. I will be firm and fair as your judge. Early voting is October 25th through November 1st. Election day is November 8th. I am number 60 on the ballot. Please vote for me. Paid for by the committee to elect Rebecca Robichaud. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with 
industrial power systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. As a father of triplet girls, State Representative Tanner McGee defended our conservative family values in the legislature. Now, he wants to bring those same values to the Court of Appeal. A respected attorney with over a decade of legal experience, Tanner McGee will be a judge who upholds the Constitution, defends the rule of law, and protects our families from violent criminals, just like he protects his own. Tanner McGee for Judge. Paid for by the friends of Tanner McGee. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey just for here wrapping up the show. I want to thank. Dennis Skeens, I want to thank Brody Williams and Stan Gravel all for their time. Let's uh, get you some betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. Let's see what we got here. My fan duel always is fast to load except whenever I need it on the air, right? That's how life usually works most times. Um, NBA news of note, the Brooklyn Nets fired Steve Nash this morning, which is kind of interesting timing, being that the Nets actually won last night. But Steve Nash will be no more in Brooklyn. Not a huge surprise, grand scheme of things. He was on an Enfuego seat, and a lot of folks are very concerned about his future there. Um, so let's see. NBA today, I like the Phoenix Suns, minus 3.5 over the Timberwolves. I think the Suns will take care of business. I like the Warriors, plus 1 over Miami tonight. And then let's go college football for 1. I think that tonight, as we pull up the college football schedule, as we do have some action tonight, I like Ohio plus three over Buffalo. Those are our three betting picks for today. And we look forward to hopefully getting you guys some winners over on Patreon. We will be looking at some things as well, trying to get you guys some winners and some things that you can maybe take advantage of. Uh, we'll thank our sponsors one more time, then we'll get out of here, okay? Let's see. Let's get to our sponsor sheet, and let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. 
Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's get out of here. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Tomorrow, we're going to be having Taylor and BJ Young and all that good stuff. Let's make it happen. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. God bless.